0: To all of our listeners for this week's podcast, thank you for tuning into Data Wonderman's podcast episode number eight. And let's kick off this podcast. So, we'll kick off this week's podcast by discussing social media marketing trends for 2018. Social media is constantly changing and evolving. Every year, you should have a new plan in mind based on the future trends. To do this, you should stay ahead of competition and set yourself apart. Always stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices. Social media platforms now prioritize paid content over free organic content. And a fun fact is, in 2017, 98% of Facebook reach was paid. Always test what works and pay close attention to your return on investment. We'll now discuss some fun tips regarding videos. Offering video content has become standard practice for industrial companies. Wanting to extend their reach, allowing brands to offer educational, directly useful information in a highly engaged medium. On social media, videos are 40% more likely to be shared than any other type of content. Some tips are to keep videos short and sweet, engage your audience with a story that matters to them in their business, avoid being a salesperson. With other options in mind, people want to sit through, don't want to sit through a promotion, and always keep in mind the best practices. The best practices to start video is through live streaming. You should use Periscope for Twitter and in 2018 interactive modern live stream will come to life with VR. You should when you go to conferences you should take some 3D images and videos which is currently available on Facebook and learn live stream because it will be beneficial in the near future. The key is to personalize your content to resonate with your audience. Personalization is very important. It is key to know your audience before you engage in this activity. Now we'll discuss how business can gain consumers' trust around data. The future of business is being increasingly built on data. Access to valuable data from customers about their interests, behaviors, and identity is vital to, the, to successful relationships in business and throughout the growth of your organization. With security breaches, consumers are protecting their data more than ever. Now we'll discuss a study from Ama Global on the future of data sharing. Five lessons for businesses that hope to persuade customers to share valuable data. The first one should be to build a trusted relationship. Start by building a trustful relationship with customers. 67% of customers provide false information to companies, while over 75% of people are more willing to share personal data with companies they trust. A good example of this is Amazon. It's a company that built its brand through customer service, reliability, and the use of data to better serve customers. Our second tip is not to see it as a zero sum game. Often the same people who take defensive actions to protect their data may be happier to share it with companies for relevant value or benefits. This includes data that is sensitive. For example, their address, phone number, name, or even their date of birth. Consumers understand this is useful and they're willing to share it with companies in exchange for a product or service they value. Our third tip is to look for new ways to create value with data. It is critical that businesses use the data customers give them to deliver more value to the customer. Consumers are most persuaded to share data by offers of direct financial benefit. You could think of this as cash back on purchases. 80% of consumers will share a non-required piece of data for reward points. Majority of them will also share for experiential benefits, such as recommendations. Kids are encouraged through improved user experiences for societal benefit, and they'll often share their their data if they could experience something different. Here's some fun, useful tips on business, intelligence, software, and its benefits. So think of this situation, your team is pulling their hair out with outdated and overcomplicated tools, and you know there are better options in the market. However, your boss doesn't wanna spend the money on software. If this is your situation, here are six ways to build your case for a next generation data analytics solution. Our first tip is to start off with FOMO. This is the idea that businesses will invest heavily in big data and analytic projects over the next seven years. Companies feel advanced analytics leads to greater profitability. Our second tip is to convince them self-service is the way to go. Self-service solutions are so intuitive and powerful that people can pull together their own analysis. A fun fact is by 2020, 80% of all enterprise reporting will be based on modern business intelligence and analytic platforms. The remaining 20% will still be on IT-centric reporting-based platforms. Our third tip is solutions don't have to be expensive. Often you can have a software designed and maintained by an outside agency, or you could test the waters with less complex data. Our fourth tip is Rapid Deployment means a faster return on investment. With many business intelligence solutions, you can have proof of concept using your own data within days. You should remember that return on investment is significant. Some companies see a difference within three days after deploying their new approach to analytics reducing customer churn, increasing basket size, optimizing inventory, and more. If you do hire an outside company, if they have experience in your field of work, they will be able to quickly study the performance from multiple angles until they find meaningful business opportunities. It is important to note that um, if you choose an outside company and they have some experience in your field, the service will be cheaper because it will take them less time. You should note that you're also investing in your team. Top leaders know that employee satisfaction is a key driver to a company's success. High employee engagement um, brings in a 19% increase in operating income. Low employee engagement brings a 32% drop in operating income. So, what are some top ways of engaging employees? The first one is giving them new challenges and investing in their development. McKinsey estimates by 2018 US-based companies will need 4 million business managers with big data skills. Now we'll discuss Twitter engagement and how how to connect with people on Twitter. WonderLens is the app of the week. This app is a green screen on steroids. Has video backgrounds built on the app, almost like what they used on movies. After you record videos, you can add filters and do a lot of additional things that are really helpful to engage people with your Twitter feed. Using Wonder Lens, you could pretend that you're anywhere around the world. There are 30 plus backgrounds for free. This is a creative tool if you're into apps that work with stories. This app does work better with vertical video and that's an important note. To get this app, go to wonderlens.com. So we're going to take a short break, and then we'll continue with the second half of our podcast. Welcome back to the second half of our podcast. We'll begin the second half with guest speaker, Andrew Picanine, while he discusses creating highly shareable content. Andrew starts by discussing how to connect with people on Twitter. His story began in 2008 when he moved to Newcastle and ran a marketing company. The key, he said, is networking. He was getting a ton of business through networking. He liked to party and he was known as the fun networking jewel in the room. On online, he describes it as being really boring and he says that he got most of his business by networking with other individuals. From a Twitter point of view, Andrew said it was fun, fast-paced, engaging, and open. He describes Twitter as an open networking room. So he goes into further detail in discussing the Twitter algorithm. He says the first hashtag was the hashtag RIP and this was the first hashtag to actually trend. And some good tips he says before you write a tweet you should check on what's happening now and by checking um, your main twitter feed is the best place to find out what's happening now around you the first element is a main timeline and it's now ranked it's not chronological and then you could check out in case you missed it this is a rank of tweets since the last time you've logged in and it's what you think and what you care about and this is all based on the twitter algorithm Andrew goes further into Twitter. He says that Twitter will sometimes slip in a tweet, so you should really make your page as interesting as you can. You must get in the first batch of tweets, and people don't scroll for that long on Twitter, so it's important to make sure your content is as high up on Twitter as you can get it. You should play into algorithms to get reach. And out of the six tips he gives on the likelihood your tweet will be seen. The first one is time. Live platform time is weighted in algorithm, so you should tweet often. You can use a tool Manage Flitter to find this information. The second tip is user interests. Twitter works out what you're interested in. To grow a relevant audience, people to engage with your content, have relevant people following you, and post content they're interested in. You can go to analytics.twitter.com to really get a better in-look on your audience. You should see what's going to get engagement with your audience and what to post about. The third tip is credibility. The algorithm tells you what is good. You shouldn't be spammy. Twitter will see you as less credible. Your follower list adds to credibility. The fourth one is really a biggie, and that's engagement. The longer you're on the platform, the more engagement that happens. Likes and retweets that post will be shown to you. Your goal should be to come up with really engaging posts in order to gain more reach. Engagement is really important as soon as you post a tweet. It's important toward the beginning because the longer your post is out there, the less likely likely it is to perform really well. A tweet gets lots of likes and shares and it will last longer on news feeds. The Twitter algorithm is to lift up good content. Good posts last for a day or two, while bad posts last 30 minutes until the algorithm shoots it down. It's important to note that engagement doesn't always mean that they are interested. If they read the tweet, it also counts as engagement. The fifth tip is past engagement. You should start conversations with people. Twitter video is a great way to do this. When you send a Twitter video to someone, their mind is blown because this isn't really done often. So. Let's try this next week. Let's send a Twitter video out to a fellow, follower and see how they react. On Twitter, the more you go and talk to people, the more reach you will have. You should be proactive. Don't just sit back and wait for people to tweet your stuff. The sixth tip is the media type. Use what works. Use whatever you're getting a lot of engagement with. Here are four tips to being creative and encouraging engagement. The first one is using the entire 280 character limit. Rather than posting a link, actually try to give value to your tweet. If you're writing a list in a blog, actually write the list in the tweet or add a link that um, the audience could click to read more. This should summarize your article. You should add value right there in Twitter. People don't want to go to multiple websites because it takes a lot of time. You should recap the blog in Twitter using the 280 character limit. Our second tip is to use GIFs. These are built right into Twitter. You could create your own rather than using one that everyone else uses. To make one go to G-I-P-H-Y and make a brand account. You should make your GIF searchable to anyone in the world. People actually use your GIF and share it and this will go live stream. You could upload video or series or series of images to use Giphy Brand. Use GIFs to express emotion and it adds GIFs really add a lot to your tweet. Create a GIF about your blog, and then post it. It's important to note that GIFs work on Facebook and Twitter. The third tip is to ask more questions with your tweets. Be the person people can actually talk to, the person creating the content. Ask follow-up questions better better than just saying thank you. A good example of this is, what did you like about the tweet the most? And it's always key to remember that relationships always lead to sales. Our fourth tip is to add emotion. Twitter really does get bland. You should grab attention, hold your audience's attention longer, and give people a reason to feel something for you. Some ways to do this is to be funny, shocked, curiosity, and adorable. People love nostalgia. So don't forget to break out from just the link on on your blog. This week, try to send out a Twitter video and just have fun and try this feature. And have fun with Twitter. So now we'll discuss the last segment of our podcast, and this is an article from startups.co. The article is three marketing techniques every startup must master. It's important to note that short term wins exist, but instead of spending time and money searching for them, early stage companies should formulate repeatable, scalable marketing techniques. To do this, you must know your audience members and engage them through storytelling, analytics, and lead generation. Start with what your customers want, then dig deeper. You should ask questions. Where do they hang out in person or online? Ask yourself what content they consume. What pain points do they have that your product or solution aims to address? A long-term marketing foundation is built from this framework. Once you've scored a model that is fueled by a sustainable strategy, return on investment is positive revenue that will drive your business forward. Now we'll discuss three fundamentals when putting together a comprehensive plan. The first one is storytelling. This is the best way to incite emotion. 92% of consumers prefer when a brand uses the storytelling approach. The second one is analytics. Every decision you make should be powered on data and analytics. The third one is lead generation. Content is the fuel that keeps the leads coming. You should get to know your audience and deliver a compelling story backed by data and effective messaging. Thanks for tuning into our podcast this week, and I'll see you back here next week. Until then, have a good weekend and a good rest of your week.